Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm so happy to be back for another episode of We the Brothers. We're back from our hiatus. I hope you guys are ready for more conversations. Let's do this thing. You know how we do it here. We the Brothers podcast with Bearcast Media. excited guys you know we've been doing this thing for a whole semester now so we kind of got the hang of it I feel like um and we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep having these conversations even if it's just one person and we're gonna think together um and kind of talk through these issues that are happening in our world so you know a lot of things that happened uh you know we have a new president um, either you're happy or you're not about that. Um, you know, I voted for our, our new president, but I know many people didn't, you know, so let's see what he does. You know, I, I, there are some things that he's done, you know, that I'm like, I don't know if I agree with what you're doing or that there are some things that he's not doing that I think he could be doing or should be doing, but you know, he just got in. So I'm going to give him some time. I'm going to give him some grace. Um, you know, COVID is still destroying things and, and having its way. We have Texas that is just like being destroyed right now. Um, and, and just in general, lives are being um, torn apart um, by this pandemic and by all the chaos around us. So I hope he pulls it together here at some point. Um, you know, it is what it is. We just have to kind of keep holding him accountable and holding his feet to the fire. But um, I'm going to give him time, you know, let him see what he can do, what he what he decides to do, how he decides to run things. But that's all I can do at this point. But, you know, as we get into it and we get deeper into, um, you know, his first hundred days, I'm going to become a little bit more fiery with my passion around what he is or is not doing. So hopefully he steps up here. But that is not what I wanted to talk about. I think we've talked a lot about politics on this show. And so I kind of wanted to take some time to talk about more of just like a social thing in our society that is more of a way for us to think and more of a way us to think about like these deep concepts that are occurring in our culture and why. Um, Rather than talking about these very real political things, think about things in a theoretical way um, and see how we can apply those. So today I wanted to talk about um, Tiger Woods in the in our culture, what he means, why he's here, but more specifically of Tiger Woods and him in comparison to the 
cultural phenomenon that we have currently that we often call cancel culture. Because I think Tyre Woods is a figure that means more than what he already means. He means a lot to a lot of people. He's one of the biggest figures, not just in sports, but just in American culture. Tiger Woods is American culture. Um, he embodies uh, what America kind of is. You know, he is diverse. He is uh, mixed with a lot of different uh, races and ethnicities, has a lot of different cultural background to him. He has, uh, plays a sport that black people generally don't play, but then through the civil rights movement, through pushing um, and allowing our culture to gain more racial inclusion, he becomes uh, able to compete and to actually play. And as soon as he's given that opportunity, we see that uh, black people are just as capable as anyone else. And so he kind of just embodies that progressive movement of our society towards a more inclusive space and that we can all play these sports that we all love. Uh, and he's just a winner. You know, he has... He was like the Kobe Bryant of golf, you know. He 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 plays golf with such a passion that he makes you passionate about golf. I don't like golf. I have no interest in the sport of golf outside of Tiger Woods. Like, I really don't. Um, and when he's not playing, I have no um, desire to watch. But when he is, I might watch. Do I watch often? No. But I, I'll tune in for Tiger um, just to see – an athlete to see an athlete at their best to see a a competitor at their best is just fun to watch because they they bring something extra they bring that little chip on their shoulder that little extra that you can just feel when they're playing the sport that you feel that passion you feel that energy you feel that fierceness that they are there to do the work and to win and so He's just this inspiring figure, um, you know, like he's just won all these masters, uh, won all these uh, uh, competitions and tours. And I mean, he's just amazing. Uh, he's like won um, at different places on a broken leg, like he won a, a championship on a broken leg. He had a bad back, won a championship, like basically broke his back, came back a few years later, wins again, you know, wins the masters a couple of years ago. I mean, the guy is just the embodiment of resilience, of perseverance, of uh, want to, will to, uh, and gumption. Like, he, he's just got it. He's that kind of guy. And he, he's a generation-defining uh, figure. And so the reason that I wanted to talk about Tiger Woods is that what we also know, some of you may not know who Tiger Woods that I'm describing as this major sports athlete, one of the greatest golfers of all time, one of the greatest athletes of all time, and probably one of the greatest Americans of all time. You may not know of that Tiger, but you do, I'm sure, for most of Americans, we all know the Tiger Woods, who lives in infamy for his, uh, basically, his whole life being put on TV. Um, I believe it was around... Uh, let me look it up here to be more specific, but I believe it was around 2011 when Tiger Woods had his uh, cheating scandal. Um, basically, uh, he ended up in a situation um, where 
he um, was cheating on his wife, of course. He was having an affair. And that was what the original story was. Uh, but I believe it was in, hold on here. I'm pulling it up. Oh, 2009. So 2009 is around the time that we find out about Tiger's uh, escapades, I guess. Um, and it so Tiger has not just one mistress or one affair, but there are multiple affairs. Some with porn stars, some with people who work at hotels, um, like just different women, some random, some very specific that he found. Um, and it was just so brazen. Like there was so many of them and he had them in his phone. He was calling them, texting them. And for some reason, I guess he thought his wife was just a completely oblivious woman and assumed that she wouldn't find out, but she did. And of course she became very upset and she chases Tiger with this baseball bat. Tiger gets in his car ends up getting into a crash but that's so that's how we first learn about it uh is that he gets into this crash and they find out oh it's because of a domestic issue well why does tiger woods have a domestic issue it seems like him and his wife had such a good relationship because you see them even though i was young i remember this you they would play this video where you would see them like a, a month or so before very happy loving good family with their kids and then there's this moment of like he's she's chasing him outside the house with a baseball bat and he's trying to get away as fast as he can and crashes. And so it's like, why are, why would she be so mad? What would the issue be? And it was became clear over time as more reports started coming out and sources were coming forward, anonymous sources revealing the details that Tiger had been engaging in these affairs right basically disrespectfully in his wife's face and people were aware of it and he did it for years and in a moment this american hero like hero folks like it, it there was undoubtedly no one uh as heroic at that time like who had been who had reached the pinnacle you had michael jordan then you had maybe what maybe kobe bryant and then tiger woods like those were the guys lebron was getting there like he was reaching that point of becoming like that all-time transcendent type of guy but tiger woods was there you know from 1997 up until that point he was one of the greatest athletes of all time and was considered and it was unique because tiger was excuse me was considered like a family man he was the ideal husband and father and great athlete so it wasn't it wasn't just that tiger was able to be uh you know this great player on the field we've all seen that we we've we've seen great players be amazing on their field of play whatever that may be but it was the fact that off the field, he was just as exceptional. He was an exceptional father. Everyone talked about and raved about how good of a father he was, how well he treated his children, that his children adored him. 
And then he had a loving and beautiful wife who adored him as well, who he took care of, who by accounts he loved very much. And so Tiger is not an anomaly, but he is a unique figure in the fact that he is not only great at his sport, but he's considered at this before this moment with the cheating scandal, he's considered great at life. Like just a great man in in the most general of sense, just a great man. Uh and so then there's the also the overarching fact of that we kind of talked about, you know, Tiger Woods is a black man in a white man's sport at this time. Like when he comes in in 1997, you know, golf is considered a rich white man's sport, like not even a white man's sport, a rich white man's sport. And Tiger entering the the field, he there are jokes about him. There are, are dog whistles about him racially. You know, there are all these things that happen to Tiger throughout his coming up, and he wins anyway. Like Augusta National, Augusta, the, the club, doesn't let black people in until 1990, you know. Um, and then Tiger Woods in 1997 goes to that very place and wins. Augusta National is a major competition in golf. Like it's one of the biggest um, clubs and biggest um, uh, ranges that you can go on. Uh, it's very important to the world of golf. But he, they don't let black people into their club until 1990. So when Tiger wins there in 1997, this is a a blow, a direct blow to the white supremacy of golf <laughs> to put it as bluntly as I can that no longer was this just a, a rich white man's sport that this was for everyone that's what Tiger represented was that this sport was for everyone whoever wanted to play the sport of golf could play the sport of golf if they wanted to so you have this racial component and you know Tiger also has this moment where he kind of capitulates a little bit to white culture that people he's been criticized over and over again by the black community for him by many minorities but it's him it's how he felt he has a moment where they ask him you know Ty about his race and he says that he doesn't really want to identify as black because there are other parts of himself that he wants to embrace he calls himself Cablasian I know I know don't ask me don't ask anybody. It's over with. He calls himself Cablasian. Terrible, I know. But you get what he's referring to, that he's white, Asian, and black. Um, and that's what he wanted to be. Now, for me personally, I don't really have I don't really care. Um he knows he's seen as black. Like he he's not stupid. Tiger Woods is a smart guy, but he, how he identified himself, how he how he carried himself was that he was other things and that those things were just as important to him as his black side, as as the black um, history and black origins of Tiger, his Asian heritage, his black heritage and his white heritage were all equally important to him. And so he didn't feel comfortable 
identifying and just embracing one. You can have your own opinion on that and what that means, um, but I don't have a problem with it. I think that's fair. But, you know, he, so Tiger is this, you know, racialized figure who then kind of denies like this, you know, kind of, I guess you could say pro-black type of identity. So he is, so in the eyes of white America, I'm going to be very blunt today, he is not seen as problematic. He's not one of the athletes that you have to watch for. He's basically not a Colin Kaepernick. He's not going to rock the boat. And that makes him even more marketable. That makes him, in this period of time, at this at this moment, it makes him even more marketable. It makes him more uh, corporate savvy, more corporate um, loved. You know, they can wrap their hands or arms around him because he's not going to push us. He's not going to make us be anything that we don't want to be. He's not going to make us embrace anything that we don't want to. He is just who he is. He's just Tiger. He's just who he is. Similar to OJ Simpson, uh, who says, you know, I'm not black, I'm OJ. And Jay-Z says, okay. The story of OJ Simpson, go listen to it by Jay-Z, great song. But, you know, it's that kind of mentality that uh, Tiger Woods has, and that makes him more acceptable to white society. So now... The reason that I've been talking about all this is that when Tiger has this moment with his wife in this domestic issue, this very personal thing that exposes him, Tiger is no longer that figure. It's not just a fall from grace. It's a fall from the palace of heaven. Not like not just from heaven, but the palace of heaven. And he falls hard hard like a plummet he is he is the one of the first cancellations now that i've reflected on it that i can remember like he is taken off of so many sponsorships he's he loses so many things loses all this money from he had video i mean tiger woods had video games cereal uh sponsorship after sponsorship his own clubs his own golf balls everything he was on sports center like every day you know, he was Tiger. Everybody wanted to be Tiger Woods. And he loses all of that in a matter of a second. And, you know, it's it's just crazy to me because I was reflecting on this, um, talking to uh, my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend, and we were talking about uh, Tiger Woods and reflecting on what he had done. And we were like, wow, you know, Tiger had had this first cancellation moment, but there were other people like him during this time. You know, you had Britney Spears, who her documentary just came out and we're kind of reflecting on her story now um, and how our society treated her. She did. She didn't really do anything like she did nothing to be canceled, but she was. Like, if you look at what happened to Britney Spears, she was basically canceled at at the time for what, having a, a mental health issue for allegedly cheating on her boyfriend, which has not been confirmed or denied. But, you know, that was it. I mean, you know, all, all the big um, child stars all were canceled. Um, 
Michael Jackson was canceled. You had um, these these people being kind of going through what we what we call cancel culture now at a time where it was not defined as that. And so we were reflecting on this and we were like, you know, what's different about these things? And one thing that I, I kind of came, a conclusion I kind of came to is that the way that we do canceling now, like it's more of a liberal mindset, whereas in the past it was more conservative. Follow me. So Tiger's moment, we see that all the time now. People cheating on their wives, people, we've seen that throughout history. But like people cheating on their wives, men cheating on their significant others, women cheating on their significant others, sleeping with other people, all that stuff. It happens all the time. Like it's just a normalized thing in our culture, infidelity. And so it would feel crazy now that someone got canceled for cheating on their wife, that they lost endorsements because of that. But Tiger is not only just cheating on his wife. He's sleeping with these other women. He's sleeping with porn stars, sex workers. Oh, my gosh. that We can't have that. Tiger is canceled for a conservative culture, from a conservative mindset. He's he, like, you're breaking up the family. You're, you're breaking a house. You are ruining your household. We, we need to get rid of you to make an example that this won't be tolerated, at least not by public figures, that you, you cheat on your wife, that you sleep with, you know, porn stars and you, you, you sleep with all these different women. No, we can't have that, that kind of sexual expression. And you're breaking up your house? Absolutely not. No, sir. And so he, he like Tiger and Britney Spears. Oh, you're a woman who wants to express herself sexually. You're young. You, you don't want to be told what to do. You don't want to just fit into the box. Oh, we can't have that. We can't have that. Oh, you're having a mental breakdown. You have mental health issues. Well, you should go on a psych ward. Someone else should take over your life. No, we can't have you controlling anything. Let's push you, put you away in a box, Brittany. It, it is, we kind of shifted from that to now, oh, you said the N-word in a tweet quoting a song five years ago? Oh, yeah, we're going to get you for that. Oh, oh, uh, you, you made a joke about, uh, you made a homophobic joke 10 years ago? Oh, we're going to get you for that. Or uh, you like different things that people could do, but it, ha- it we were talking about it. It applies to more of a sexual context. So now you have me too. So you sexually assaulted someone two years ago. Who cares? We're going to get it, get you for that now. You're going to be held accountable for that now. It is, or you just did something racial or racist or xenophobic years ago or you did it right in this moment we're going to hold you accountable for it right now and social media gives you the opportunity to hold you accountable for it right now but the difference is is that you know back then the media put it out there people saw it you know they took it in and people had their opinions and that was it but you didn't really hear everybody's opinion 
Now with Twitter and Instagram and all these uh, social media platforms, you hear instantly what people think about you, what your stock is, what what are the feelings around you as an individual after this moment. And you can see yourself plummet immediately. So it's it's a completely different kind of structure, but it also as it functions as a mob and everything kind of changes immediately, it also goes away quite quickly. Tiger still has that stench of being that guy. Like he had a win a couple years ago at the Masters. It kind of helped his image a little bit with the comeback hero, comeback kid type of vibe. But he still has that stench on him of being that guy who cheated on his wife. And so it feels like the stigmas from that period of time where Tyra was, where Brittany was, um, where other people like them existed in, you can't just kind of get out of that. Like there, It doesn't just go away a year later or three months later or six months later or 10 years down the line. It's always there. Like that media, that news coverage is always there. There's nothing new coming for you. That's all people remember about you. Whereas now, you can post an apology immediately. You can go through it. We move on. You go away for maybe six months. Come back. People forgot about it. There's someone else to be mad at. There's something else to complain about or worry about because social media is constantly producing something new. That's how it works. That Then it wasn't that way. You, Tiger Woods was the story for weeks. He was the story for weeks. Britney Spears was the story for weeks, months. It's our cancel canceling has changed in ways that we can't really grasp. And it's interesting because we've it makes me realize we've always had cancel culture. It just shifts between who it affects and what it affects. What does it focus on? What is it? What what? message is it trying to get across what is it trying to stifle what is it trying to silence that is all that's changed and how the mediums and the methods through which we do that have changed drastically so it's it's interesting can we get rid of this concept can we get so the the question is ultimately is can we live in a society where we don't judge others for things that they do private or otherwise and what does accountability mean? How do you hold someone accountable? What do you have the right to hold someone accountable for? How do you hold someone else accountable for cheating on their wife? What role, what is your purpose in that? What is responsibility? What, what is the purpose of apology in a culture, in a society? Why do we do that? A lot of inter- interesting things to talk about. Guys, I am excited for this season. As I, I hope you're hearing, we got a lot of issues and a lot of concepts and a lot of things to touch on, but I'm so excited to get back to this. Uh, but I'm running out of time here, so I'm going to let you guys go. But this has been another episode of We The Brothers Podcast. I hope to see you all for the next episode soon. Be blessed. Get rid of that stress. I love you guys. Peace. Peace.